Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. Episode 5, Season 9. Does this make sense to you? I was counseling one of my good friends whose son was doing all kinds of things that didn't make sense to her at all. Example, walking off a perfectly good, well-paying job as a machinist because the boss talked to him, quote, the wrong way. She agonized. She pleaded with her son for an explanation that made sense. She suggested he call the employer, apologizing for his impulsive decision. None of this made sense to her. She thought she was going to go crazy trying to figure stuff like this out. I told her plainly that trying to make sense of insanity was insanity itself. Just put that on the shelf next to the other insane things he's done and leave it there. There's nothing to figure out except for this. There's a payoff for him somewhere. A payoff that you would never think of because why? Because you are sort of normal and he's not even close to normal. Alcoholics and addicts have a belief system that is in direct contrast to that of normal people or non-addicts, non-alcoholics. Much of what I write I attribute to Deborah Jay and her superb book about a new way of thinking about addiction called No More Letting Go. Here are some examples of what alcoholics and or addicts believe. Don't make, doesn't make sense to us, but it does make sense to them as a consequence of their twisted thinking. So none of this makes sense. Example, alcohol and other drugs don't cause my problems. This is the essential lie that keeps an addict in denial. So these problems are somehow caused by bad luck, betrayal, mean bosses, a bad job market, and so on. Blaming it on something other than themselves allows them to deflect responsibility and turn to lying as a means of defense. Remember the son who walked off that perfectly good job because the boss said something mean to him? First, it was a mighty immature thing to do since active addicts are infantile to begin with, and maybe the boss told him to do the job the right way and was angry about it. So instead of adjusting his behavior, he takes a walk. What's the payoff? Some time off, an easier job down the line, plus he gets to be right again, because all bosses are a-holes. There's another one. Alcohol and other drugs are a solution. Reality is never quite enough for an addict. It's either boring or too challenging. Having a drink or a snort or a smoke is such a natural thing to do whenever an addict or alcoholic is faced with a normal challenge of normal life. As it says in the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, when our team won, we took a drink. When, when our team lost, we had a drink. Either way, getting drunk or high was the solution for it took us away from reality if only for a little while. Here's another one. I'm special, I'm smarter, I'm unique, and I do not have to play by your silly rules. We call this terminal uniqueness. No one 
can understand what I'm up against. You guys are a bunch of losers. And I'm here just to see what I can learn and maybe feel superior. Surrender? You must be joking. Not me. I can beat this on my own. Again, I'm in control and I have time on my side. One great and deadly myth that alcoholics cling to, often up to the point of their demise, is the idea that they could quit any time they wanted to and that they choose to drink because they enjoy it. The disease is always there telling him that he has more time and that he is still in control. Another one, I'm a better person when I drink or do drugs. Users think that they are sexier, funnier, smarter, more fun to be around when they're drunk or high. Many are afraid of losing their identities and their finer qualities if they sobered up. The reality is that drunks and druggies believe the lie that they are better when drunk or high because they cannot see themselves clearly. Whereas addicts see themselves as at their best when high, the families and friends see them as at their worst. Alcoholics and addicts are so convinced that they're managing everything really well despite clear evidence of an unmanageable life. Disarray, living in filth, living in their car even if they had one. I walked into my daughter's apartment years ago getting her ready to move out not realizing what I was looking at at the time indescribable smell, rotting food in the sink and on the counter and in the fridge, empty fast food containers strewn about, a carpet so dirty it was not cleanable. I paid the landlord to have a professional cleaning crew come in and I also paid for a new carpet, along with you know, losing the security deposit. I didn't realize at the time that I was looking at an apartment that had been occupied by two addicts so addicted to coke that living like pigs seemed normal to them. And oh yes, it was all her boyfriend's fault. And I was so naive that I helped with the cleaning and the paying while my kid was, well, where was she anyway at the time? The fact is that you cannot think your way into sobriety. Even when presented with a ton of evidence that you are a sick alcoholic, you can always find a reasonable answer to why things are the way they are. What people who have never had the experience of being low-bottom drunks like me do not understand, and how could they? I don't blame them is the absolute shame, zero self-esteem, and loss of any self-respect that comes with being a full-blown addict alcoholic. It takes a huge effort to appear normal when you're not normal, and do not believe you will ever be normal. Now that's sad. You think people can see right through you and know that you're a loser. You would like to ask that nice woman out, but you have so little self-confidence you don't bother to ask. So you end up with the barflies, and they're just as bad as you, and some call them cocaine whores, and that's just the way it was. Ultimately, there are choices as you crawl along the bottom, whether you realize it or not. One of those options is what we in recovery call a spiritual awakening, maybe by virtue of an intervention. They are described by William Silkworth, who was an early supporter of Alcoholics Anonymous, as vital spiritual experiences. This is what he said. They appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacements and rearrangements, ideas, emotions, and attitudes, which were once the guiding force of the lives of these alcoholics, are suddenly cast to one side, and a completely new set of conceptions and motives begin to dominate them. All of a sudden, things start to make sense, and the ideas you believed in before don't make any sense anymore. The important thing to remember is that once a person has a spiritual awakening, either sudden or gradual, he does not forget it. 
even if he relapses, and most recovering people do relapse at least once before they get it, they are never, ever the same again. That's why one of my favorite sayings to people new to recovery is, don't quit trying to quit. It is a rare thing indeed that a person comes into recovery and never relapses, which should be encouragement to those who think failing to get it the first time is a disaster. It's part of the process. The important thing is to get back on the horse as soon as possible and not to become discouraged. What we learned today is this. One, there are countless myths that active alcoholics and addicts believe in to make the world seem normal to them, even when their reality is a dirty mess. Two, these myths all support the idea that alcohol and drugs are the solution and not the problem. The problem is always something other than the substance. Three, only those who have known a low-bottom existence as active abusers can understand the feeling of zero self-respect and how hard it is to appear normal. And four, a spiritual experience offers the hope of a transformation that recovering people claim has saved their sanity and their very lives. Our podcast is sponsored by safehouserehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com.